With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Everybody, hang in there. Here we go. This is a uh, a song I am working on right now. I started working on it about uh, 10, 15 minutes ago. I was sitting here. I was bored, so I started working on this song. in the process of still creating it. So for those of you that have been listening for a long time, you know this is what I do. It's a mixture, it's a really mixed radio show. (laughs) This one's called, I think I call it Cosmic Warriors. I'm doing a series of albums, putting everything into an album. So this album is called the same name, Cosmic Warriors. does get better I think (laughs) like I said I'm still working on it you're like the first people ever to hear it you know you're lucky you get to hear get into my creative process so anyway this is Andy Lopez you're listening to the invisible gardener well actually I'm the invisible gardener and uh, the show is called don't panic it's organic I do a bunch of different shows One's called What's in Your Garden. I have another show called, I do, uh, it's audio, I do all my, I have over 22 books and I, it's an audio book uh, show. I read the chapters of my books out loud. Then I have another show called Inner Gardening. Basically, that's where I play all these music. This, These music are supposed to be, these songs are inner gardening. If you've been listening to my shows, you you would know that in here there's different tones and frequencies which I hide in here so that you don't hear it, but your body hears it. And then uh, I do a couple other shows. Uh, one's called my refract me and my refractometer, 
you don't know what a refractometer is by now, you're gonna have to listen in some more. And then, of course, I do uh, Don't Panic, It's Organic, which is the main, the one I've been doing like forever. And now this, uh, I'm doing Don't Panic, It's Organic now on this station on bbsradio.com. So today we have a guest that's going to be coming on. Her name is Carrie Gillum. Did I say it right, Carrie? Carrie, right? Carrie Gillum. Right. She's the author of Whitewash, the story of a weak killer, cancer, and the corruption of science. I love that, man. I really, really do. Uh, So she's going to be on in, actually, she's just, she's right there somewhere hiding in the corner. I see it. Come out, Carrie. (laughs) Hello. Are you ready to talk? Oh, sure. I mean, that's a silly question. I'm always ready to talk. I'm like. A uh, Boy Scout is always ready, a, a talker. You know, I started talking very early on in my, career, in my youth. <laughs> so I'm not afraid of talking. Um, but, right. but listen, um, I have to tell you uh, something. I Maybe you're, you may or may not know, but you know that Rodale got bought out, sold? I've heard that, yes. Yeah. And they're going to be close, closing down. They're gonna, the, the owners are closing them down. That's a scary situation, isn't it? So that's interesting to me because yeah. they're one of the few people, few folks that could that could withstand any kind of assault from everybody else, you know. Uh, and yeah. they've been around well, so long. And who's gonna take their? Who's gonna step up and take their place? I mean, this is not on the list of questions, but I'm just saying, to me, that is like, I I knew that was coming, you know. Yeah, and they've been so important, I think, in helping get, you know, really important messages out there about the environment and health and organic food. And so, yeah, I don't know. Hearst, we'll see what Hearst does with it, right? They're uh, they're closing it up. They're, they're closing up shop. They're not, the publication's not going to happen anymore. Their research center is not going to happen anymore. It's just going to close uh, it up. Completely, huh? Hmm. It's a bad idea. Which is kind of really kind of because the whole city, there's a city over there. Everybody lives there, basically works there, you know. So yeah. I, I heard it from somebody there. that it's, They're looking for work. <laughs> hey, you got something to do? I, I don't have a job anymore, right? They've had like 40, yeah, 50 years right. now. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I've heard people talking about that as well. So I don't know. I saw it coming. And it's, to me, it's rather sus- very suspicious, uh, you know, in a lot of ways. You know, I'm, you know, what I'm saying. Well, and you're seeing. I mean, I think it's part of you're seeing a lot of big companies buy up small organic food companies. You know, the big the big dogs are coming in and taking control. Yeah, because I know that the uh, the the the, uh, the person who started it, you know, Mr. Rodeo, died, and it's in the hands of the of the family of the kids. And quite often, the kids don't have the same energy, the same, uh, you know, for you know, willingness to, to meet things head on as the original people who start things. That's the only thing I can think of. And maybe they got a lot of money. Maybe the pressure was so much. But it's it's to me it's a shock. I mean, all this stuff that's going on in the world right now. I'm going, oh, right, <laughs> because, you know, I, I always relied on them to, to stand out amongst the crowd. I, I don't know where else to look for other than maybe Acres USA now, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a good that's a good one, though. Acres is a good one for sure. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I look to the Rodale Institute for a lot of helpful information, you know, all the time. Hopefully they'll still be doing their work. 
Well, that's what I'm saying. That uh, they're not. I don't think they're going to be in business. Not the institute, even at all. The institute, right? That's what I'm talking about. The institute. I mean, the publications. Well. I heard everything. I like I, I don't. I'm asking you. Is this true? <laughs> I I don't know who else. We'll have to, to, ask, we'll have to you know? check it out. We'll have to check it out. I don't, if you would find out, if you if, if get back to me if it is the institute because I'm going no I can understand the publication you know I can understand that it's a lot of work uh, the competition is so much so many now with the internet you can get so much stuff uh, but there you know they could easily do a publication e publication kind of thing you know but anyway yeah, so but I mean so, okay go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say so much of their work is that's so important to me, at least, is their research, you know, the research side. Um, so that's right. that's what I'm looking to. And that's what I'm hoping sticks around. I hope so, too, because I have their latest um, publication that they did on their research. I, I give it it's a PDF file and I give that one away all the time now because, uh, you know, all these different surveys and, you know, they say, you know, the research. Uh, 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 I thought it was recent, but it turns out to be a, a couple of years old that uh, Sanford did that they said the convent, there's no difference between conventionally grown food and or, organically grown food. You know the, this, the study that I was talking about, right? Yeah, I mean, that's an argument and a debate a lot of people have tried to have, but I think it's been shown pretty clearly that there's a big difference, you know, nutritionally and, and even in yield and things. I mean, there's a yield drag actually associated with genetically modified crops. Believe it or not, uh, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. but the nutri nutrition side and the robustness of the plant is certainly um, you know, different in terms of the advantage to conventional and non-GMO. I love it when they said, "Well, you know, we study 400 studies, and we okay. all we all came to the same conclusion, right?" And I'm going, uh. So one study is based on another study, which based on one study said, "Okay, we're going to go ahead and." grow something so we're, we're going to do four plots you know the study talk, talk about they did four plots one the or maybe three plots once a neutral the control one we're going to do conventionally and one we're going to do organically right and then they, right. they they came to the same conclusion that there's no difference of course there's not going to be any difference the way they were doing it that way <laughs> you know yeah and, they didn't know anything about a, a garden none of it was an organic farmer i mean if i was an organic farmer you know, I would say, okay, fine, give me 10 acres all the way over there, and let's do it for 10 years, not just this year, <laughs> right? Right, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of ways that research can be manipulated and spun to get uh, the outcomes that people want to have, you know? Right, I love it that when they say, okay, one one guy says, we're going to do a, we understand, maybe it was the seeds, so we're going to get organic seeds, and we're going to get to do neutral plot, and we're going to convention and back in the same ground, and they do the same testing. Yeah, they got the same results because they're still growing in this bad soil that was there <laughs> in the first place. Right. See, you know, so it's it, so, and then the, then they pass that study on. Other people study that study as if it was true, and I love the fact that I get attacked all the time as saying we're we're going to starve if we have to depend on organic farming. I go really. <laughs> <laughs> right and it's so ridiculous because nobody's taught them what the word sustainability means <laughs> yeah right that's their favorite yeah. argument i think feeding the world right yeah and and it's 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 ridiculous because um an organic farmer will grow more and more and more every year 
the property be healthier and healthier and healthier, be producing more, the food will be better without the destruction that's going on. They don't tell you about the, after a while they got to move on to other other soil because there's no nothing alive to grow on, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's that's the point of all of this is that we need sustainability. We need the ability to continue to grow and nurture our environment and nurture our health. And this pesticide-dependent food system isn't doing it. It's, no, it's we have not been very good uh, at uh, sustainability at all. It's, what's the opposite of sustainability? There must be a word for that, right? What is that? <laughs> <laughs> Destructiveness. Destructive. There's got to be an opposite of uh, everything you do. is Sustainability. I guess so, because that's we, that's where we've been. We've been teaching exactly how to be unsustainable. Hey, you want to see how fast we can get rid of the people on the earth and every living being? Let's do all these things. Because uh, I wrote uh, one of my, um, uh, uh, on my blog, I wrote 10 ways to kill all living beings within 100 years. And then I changed it to 50 years, even though I'm optimist. And, it's, uh, you know, it's called uh, 10, uh, they're called environmental boundaries. You know about those, right? Envi environmental boundaries. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, scientists came up with 10 environmental boundaries we're not uh, supposed to cross. You know, clean air, clean water, uh, radiation levels, those things, right? And well, we've, we've managed... crossed them all, haven't we? I mean, <laughs> yeah, we've crossed them all. We have, if we missed one, we went back over it again, make sure that we crossed it. We've crossed every single one of them. Over and over, and we're, we've broken all boundaries in terms of well, we're all. What does this mean? <laughs> we're, you know, yeah. it's uh, and it's it's bad. And but going back to your book, uh, you know, I've been I was yelling about um, Roundup when I first. I've been doing a radio show now for. Uh, I did a radio show in the service, Armed Forces Radio, and then I got in 1970. I started doing, uh, uh, you know, I was doing radio shows in the brick and mortar world, you know, where you go, you drive to a studio, you pay a lot of money to be in the studio, and then they broadcast it, right? So uh, I, I okay. did that for a long time, but when I came to uh, California, I, uh, I was doing that, and then probably in 90, something like that, 89, 90, I was able to, I think the internet allowed me to do the internet um more more broadcasting out around the world on the internet, but so I started uh, my show. Don't panic, it's organic. I think it was when I came here it was eighty four, eighty five. So around that time, I was starting to hear I, I hear about what was going on with Roundup in terms of uh, the how they because it's, it it talks about it in your book the the history of it. It's really very good. I really love it uh, because it you know I've been saying the same stuff for years. <laughs> And not too many people believe me. I mean, those are people that believe me are basically considered nuts, <laughs> you know, in terms of, oh. you're, you know, you're crazy, right? Uh, but oh. I was yelling about Roundup for a long time. I said, you're serious, right? And then when they started to, to come up with, okay, we're going to do a modified organism. We're going to put Roundup in the, in the modified gene so that we don't have to spray Roundup. And I'm going, excuse me, you mean you're going to spray more Roundup? And guess what they did? They sprayed more Roundup. So, yeah. uh, it's, uh, it's, so anyway, I have 10 questions I'm going to have to ask you because that's a good way to go over it because you leave it up to me. We can be on here for hours and <laughs> it's okay. But why did you write this book? What do you hope to accomplish with it? Other than the fact, I hope that people will read it and, and I mean, people are, st I, I, excuse me, but you know, this is ridiculous in a lot of sense because I, I, I get a call, right? And it's the other day I got a call, I go to people at the house and they have a bottle of Roundup 
in the doorstep. The guy's getting ready to spray on the lawn. Yeah, yeah. And somebody called you about that? Told you about no, it? No, no. This, this person wanted me to talk to him about doing things organically. What's, why do I have this uh, problem? Why do I have this problem? I stopped right there and I said, um, have you used that yet? <laughs> yeah. And he said, no, I'm getting ready to do all that. That could be part of your problem. How long have you been doing this? And and they've been he's been spraying on and off for a long time now. He doesn't know why <laughs> his trees are having a hard time. He doesn't know why uh, there's all kinds of problems going on. And he didn't. And I said, look, I can't. I'm not going to expose myself to this. I don't think you should be using that. And uh, it's a long recovery process for you because these people are not even thinking straight of why there's a problem in the first place. Anyway, tell me about what you want to, to happen when people read this book. <laughs> what do I want to happen? Golly, big question. Well, the reason I wrote the book in the first place is because I've been doing this research for 20 years. I, I started covering... Uh -huh. As, as a journalist for Reuters, I started covering the industry in 1998, right? So I've been around for a long time following Monsanto and Dow and DuPont and Syngenta and the genetically engineered crops and all the different pesticides that are being used. And wow. I've, seen the, I've seen the research. I've talked to the farmers. I've talked to the people who have gotten cancers and diseases and Parkinson's and um, looked at all of the evidence about what these pesticides are doing to our health and doing to our environment and become really outraged by the ways that we've seen the chemical companies work to hide this information. Yep. And that's that's not some crazy conspiracy theory. That's no, what we see not. in the documents. It's documented through their own internal emails. And right. The same thing with the sugar people. The same thing with right. the people, sugar people. They've been hiding that information. Right. You pretty much Tobacco, name any big company. They will hide. Right. You know, the, the, the oil companies... They knew about climate change, but you have to not only hide it, but put out the false information about it, fight it, so to speak, right. make people right. confused right. about it. And there's a difference between just propaganda and sort of promoting your product and actively right. deceiving people about your product. And what we've it seen with glyphosate <laughs> and what we are Roundup and what we've seen with a lot of other pesticides that make a lot of money for big companies is this active deception of, to deceive the public and to deceive our lawmakers and regulators. So, you know, that's I've put all that together in this book, Whitewash, um, and told it through kind of human stories, through the farmers and through the scientists and through the regulators, you know, bringing all these people's experiences and stories together and with all the documents. And when you lay it all out there, it's a, it's a pretty damning portrayal of what we've allowed to happen, you know, to our food system, our, our food production, our farming, and our environment. And it's, uh, you know, people tell me they they read my book and they don't feel good. They get mad. <laughs> They're I, pretty outraged after you, they read you it. You know what's going to happen, right? People are going to start, you're going to start reading this fake news stuff. You're going to get attacked all over the place, too, because they're very good. It's just uh, outright selling lies. Now it's People are no longer worried about telling lies. They just go outright say lies. So, uh, you, yeah. you, you, are you getting any of that already? <laughs> oh golly, yeah. I mean, they <clears throat> they have been coming at me for years, and then when the book came out, they really kind of launched, you know, new missiles my way. And they're they're trying to discredit me. They're trying to discredit the book. Uh, they put out a review. This group called Biofortified, which 
internal Monsanto documents referred to Biofortified as a partner of uh-huh. Monsanto. Uh, Biofortified pretends to be independent. But anyway, they put out a book review that said my book was not whitewash. It was hogwash. It's kind of clever. You know, you but, have to just be uh, twice as clever as they are because you know how this – the recent shooting that we have and how the kids are uprising and and then these people are trying to you know uh, make it uh, make it look like they're paid actors but the kids hidden right. right back where where it hurts right back in the social media and 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 it backfired on them that's what you that's what right. you got to do because the truth is very it's the truth you know is very important and you just have to stick to that because they will lie 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 stick to the truth because it's truth it's uh, it's Anybody can see eventually what is going on here. And it's not just in this field. I mean, it's, we're talking about, you know, the agricultural field, uh, all the pesticides and everything that's being used there. You know, we're talking the medicine, you know. I mean, the food alone, uh, the way the food is uh, being transported around and all the different things that come with food, uh, the, the, the story is the same. Let's lie, let's cheat, let's confuse Right, right. Well, what they are trying to do is they're trying to sell more product. They're trying yeah. to continue to bring in billions of dollars a year in sales and profits. And that's, you know, that's what their job is, really. I mean, that's the job of a company that's publicly traded and trying to please investors. But the public really needs accountability and honesty about the dangers, about the risks. And that's what the book tries to bring forward. Yes, there are some rewards with these technologies and these chemicals, but there are also many, many risks. And the risks have, you know, become incredibly um, enhanced with the widespread use of these chemicals. You know, the the more we use of these chemicals, the more danger we bring for our, our health and our kids' health and our environment. And right now, nobody's trying to rein them in or trying to put any real checks or restrictions on this chemical use. You know, we have the new administration I was going to say, they, I bet you they really like you at the White House now. Well, I mean, you look at what they've done with chlorpyrifos, which is an insecticide used uh, in farming that's known to be so dangerous that because it affects children's brain development. It's okay um, to use around been, schools. It's been banned from household use because it's so dangerous, and it was supposed to be banned from food and farming. The EPA's own scientists say it's too dangerous to be in our food and in our water, and yet the Trump administration said, yeah, but we're going to continue to allow it to be in our food and our water because Dow Chemical wants it on the market, and oh, by the way, they gave the Trump Trump inaugural fund a million dollars. I mean, this is the way Washington works. It's not about public health. It's about protecting corporate profits. Right, exactly right, especially since, you know, I I do another show called The Garden and the Body, and we talk about... Uh, one of the uh, shows we talked about the similarities between what Roundup does to the soil as to what uh, toxins do to our stomach, to our bodies. And okay. and then if you get Roundup in our bodies, which basically we're eating it, we're exposing ourselves to it in lots of different ways, as you know, right, from the outside and from the inside. Mm-hmm. We eat yeah, it, right? definitely. I mean, it, it's certainly been found in an array of food products. Uh, it's in our drinking water. It's found commonly in our urine. If you have urine tests run for glyphosate, you're almost certainly to find that weed killer present in your bodily fluids. And of course, then it's we're exposed to it in our environment. It's sprayed in parks and playgrounds, and like you said, around children's schools, golf courses, you know, forests, uh, and many of us, as you said, spray it in around our gardens and, and lawns. And, you know, um, I'm not a, I'm not a, um, a doctor, but 
Does it, isn't glyphosate, it's glyphosate, glyphosate, glyphosate. Glyphosate. Isn't it yeah. an inhibitor? Doesn't it inhibit um, some type of enzyme production or something in the body? Well, this is what it's in the plant, and so it inhibits the plant's ability to essentially produce the amino acids, essential uh, proteins and things that it needs um, to survive. And so that's how the weeds die, essentially. Um, and that that type of pathway, that shikame pathway, doesn't exist in the human body, but there is the the theory and the belief that it does exist in this microbial um, community in within stomach. our gut, back in our exactly gut bacteria, right? right. And exactly so if right. you disrupt that, you can disrupt, you know, a whole array of, you know, yeah. necessary bodily <laughs> interactions. Well, they, say the, they say your stomach is really the most important brain you got. <laughs> exactly, right. So, you know? you know, this is a developing area of research right now, but it's one that is extraordinarily concerning um, because, again, of, of the pervasiveness of this chemical. The book, now the book makes clear glyphosate, is the most widely used agrochemical. It's very pervasive in our environment, in but world. it's not the only problem. It's not, if you make glyphosate go away tomorrow, you haven't solved the problem. We see this no. with a whole range of other pesticides. Glyphosate oh, yeah. is really the post, the poster child, you know, for the problem. Um, right. But exactly we need to get right. a this, handle on this. We're so, People we need are to, dying. I, I'm going into business making, uh, you know, what, what are those space suits? <laughs> you know, the helmet and everything mm -hmm. with oxygen, because people are right. going to need that, I, you know. I think the cars should be an environment with 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 constant, uh, you know, like like if it was in space, uh, it would just recycle the air, keep you clean air because the air from the outside is. And my sense is, I I I want to wear a mask, wear gloves. It's like we're we're surrounded with toxins, and more and more, everybody says it's, it's totally it's just. You know, not only that, that, but I, I don't think I, your book doesn't really cover, uh, you know, electric magnetic radiation, uh, you know, microwave, all these other types of uh, toxins, which I consider toxins, you know, as well. And so we're in this really cool soup of how to get rid of ourselves, right? Basically. Yeah, I mean, definitely. The, the food and, and the exposure to pesticides is certainly not the only environmental contaminant, you know, that is affecting our health. It's sort of one segment, one thing to worry about. And you're right, if you if you get caught up in everything that we're exposed to on a daily basis, uh, it, it can be quite overwhelming. Um, uh, so, I was driving, the other day I'm driving behind a truck, we're going downhill, the truck's on its brakes. You can smell the asbestos. I'm going, holy cow, that's pure asbestos going into the air from the brakes. Mm, yeah. We don't, I mean, we're not supposed to be able to breathe that, are we? It does feel like sometimes we just need to all move to a deserted island somewhere where, and try to have some restoration. I, I think, right? I think well, if we all move to a deserted island, that island is going to be really busy. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Right? There, there won't go. be any room. So, I, I, anyway, the, um, uh, one of, it's really strange because you know, like um, everywhere, everywhere that I talk to, they, especially the the regulators that regulate the that are supposed to tell us if it's safe or not to use, they basically all say the same thing. No matter what they happens, what the evidence is, it's totally safe to consume in our food. We all, they can't all be paid off, can they? <laughs> well, I mean, the, the regulators really rely very heavily on the manufacturers 
of the pesticides that are being really? sold. They rely on them to provide the, the safety data. They rely on them many times for, gui- for guidance on how to even assess the safety data. And what we see in the documents is that when when a regulatory body, someone within the EPA disagrees with Monsanto, for instance, or disagrees with one of the big chemical companies and says, your data shows that this can cause cancer, um, the companies will push back and say, no, you're wrong. You know, they're, you're not assessing it properly. Let us tell you how to assess it. Uh, and we typically see them win. The companies prevail uh, over our own regulatory scientists. Um, and we see that over and over and over again. So, you know, and this is happening again with chlorpyrifos right now. Our own EPA scientists say this right. is too dangerous to be, be in our food and water. We can't vouch for the safety of this. And yet it continues to be used on 40,000 farms, sprayed directly on our fruits and vegetables. Being right, especially here in California. Basis. Right, being consumed by children and, and adults and, uh, you know, people who can be uh, harmed by, you know, cumulative residues of these harmful insecticides and weed killers and fungicides. And, uh, so saying that the regulators find it to be safe is sort of a, a false notion. I guess it's a false safety safety net that the big companies love to trot out there. But the reality is that to a certain extent, they control what the regulators say and do. And, that's and I love the way they get away with it, because if you ever were to buy the product, they'll say this is safe if, if used accordingly. Right. To the label. Yes, exactly. Right. To the label. Right, um, and, right. So, and, and in many real-world situations, that's just not even practical or doable. No, I mean, there's no. some of the new labeling on some of the new dicamba herbicides are, golly, I mean, thousands of words long. It's you know trying to yeah. trying to do that and comply with that um, is is dangerous. And but the pesticide companies continue to say, you know, it's safe. Don't worry about it. The EPA will set tolerance levels and say as long as it's within these levels, it'll be safe. But then the companies will ask the EPA to raise those levels um, that are considered safe, and the EPA will continue to do that. Um, you know what we say. I've noticed during, that. I've noticed know, that the levels keep the safety level the safe. The, the levels keep rising. Oh, it's okay to use it at this level now. Oh, it's okay to use it at this level. And, and what they're right. really saying is, on the other end, is we need to spray more. Tell people exactly. it's okay so we can spray more. <laughs> and that's what happens. And if you look at what our government tells us is the amount of safe pesticide residue on an apple, for instance, you know, it, it's much higher than what a European would be told exactly is right. the safe level for the residue on an apple. So and there's you, no difference me, in the no, apple no or the level pesticide. is a safe level. <laughs> I like, kind of like zero level myself as a, safe, as well, a level and, pesticide. Yes, and many scientists, as we talk in my book, you know, I quote people from Harvard and elsewhere that say we haven't done the research. We we have never done research to show what happens to our bodies as, when we eat this combination of pesticide residues year after year, day after day. Um, exactly our right. It's, re- it's ridiculous. Any 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 logical human being would say that's not good. It can't be good for <laughs> our genes. It can't be good for our bodies. It can't be good for my brain. It can't be good, and and yeah, we're and and then we have to take I don't know about you know flu shots after flu shots after shots after shots after shots. It's not going down. It's the same thing in the agricultural field, you know, in terms of how people, uh, you know, keep buying, keep 
destroying the soil, destroying the soil, then they're expecting good results from it, then having to put more. This one lady calls me and says, well, what can I spray to get rid of the, of the grubs? <laughs> what, can I, what can I spray organically? Because my husband wants to spray this and to get rid of the grubs. I want to spray something organic. And I said, well, that's not the way it works. You know, the grubs are there because you're having a problem with your soil and you have to pay attention to that. And people don't get it. Same thing with our bodies. You know, we have to pay attention right. to the, you know, our bodies rather than, you know, take this pill so that we can continue to do whatever we wanted to do. What is the IARC? Is that like a pill, a new pill? A new pill. <laughs> <laughs> Internet, International Agency for Research on Cancer, I think is what you're talking about there, yes, right? The yes, part of the World Health Organization. And this is a group. This is a story. Gosh, do we have time to tell the story? Because this is oh, so yeah, outrageous. Sure. This is Please. this is the group that is part of the World Health Organization that and it's a group of elite cancer scientists from around the world who are independent. They don't work for any chemical right, so company. They, they know what they, they're talking they, about. They don't work for any nonprofit environmental defense fund. You know, these people are yeah. independent scientists from like the National Cancer Institute or different universities. Uh, trained in epidemiology and toxicology and, and other types of um, disciplines. And they look at substances to determine whether or not they can be carcinogenic. And they've done this for years and years. Well, they looked at right. glyphosate, Monsanto's weed killer, and determined it to be a probable human carcinogen based on all the wealth of information and data that's available out there. And uh, Monsanto just went crazy. And yeah. we see from internal documents that they prepared a whole plan to discredit IARC and try to smear yeah. the reputation of the scientists, um, using third parties to try to look like it wasn't coming from Monsanto, all sorts yeah. of tactics. And they've actually managed to get our House Republicans, led by Lamar Smith from Texas, yeah. They held a hearing a couple of weeks ago to strip funding from this cancer group. Now, we cancer incidents of cancer are rising in the United States. We have yeah. one in every three three men and one in every one. I'm sorry, one in every two men, one in every three women who are now expected to be diagnosed with cancer in their lifetimes. And our leadership wants to strip funding from the cancer scientists and protect the purveyors of these pesticides. It's the most outrageous thing. Um, and a lot of people don't know that's going on. Um, but no, people and, need to, you know, you you would think that you would be interested in things that directly affect you and your family. It's absolutely amazing how um, things can just happen right in front of them. And, and they believe the TV, you know, the commercial more than they do uh, a scientist or, you know, I mean, I have a brother. My brother actually believes the world's flat. I, that's all I have to say. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, there we go. <laughs> there. And, and, there and go. it's absurd. Yeah. And, and and this is going on in this particular, uh, uh, you know, what what would I say? White House. You know, uh, 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 and it's it's absolutely absurd because you can see what is going on in terms of uh, let's get rid of all these stupid rules, <laughs> right? Right. Right. <laughs> I mean. The way I look at it is, you know, we've had this sort of sort of collusion and support collaboration for corporate interests, you know, throughout different administrations, yeah. Republican and Democrat. But at least the, the Trump administration doesn't seem to try to hide it. You know, they're not very no. subtle about it. They're, they just lay it out there that they're, they're exactly going to protect right. the corporations 
more than well, the they, public interest. They do one thing and say something else. So they can say, we're really for you. We're going to be take care of the environment. At the same time, they pass other things as if we don't connect them. But people don't call them out on it. They don't say, well, what, excuse me, why? Uh, and of course, you're just like me. It's, it's the first thing they say, who are you? <laughs> you compare yourself to all these other people who know know these chemicals. And and, and uh, it's absolutely, it, it's something has to happen. Otherwise, we're all going to die because there won't be any more people left to use the chemicals. You know what I mean? <laughs> right? <laughs> well, there's right? a thought, right. I guess there's a thought. I think that yeah. the leadership of the chemical industry will have, you know, Talking to their profits, though, well before then, so they'll be taken I, care of. I think the the I hate to say this, but the medical medicine are right in line with what's going on with the agriculture. They're both maybe even run by the same people because they're, they're going down a, a same identical path. Take more chemicals; these things are fine. Oh, you can eat all the junk food you want to. Take this pill. You know, it's not. It's the very same thing, just slightly changed a little bit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know? Definitely. I mean. They're, they survive and they thrive on, you know, making sure that the problems persist, right? And that it, the, the more problems they create, the more they sell pesticides to try to address the problems. It's like weed resistance, what we've seen with glyphosate. Weeds became very resistant because farmers were using it so much. And you so rather than, rather than look for a sustainable solution to weed resistance, Monsanto and the other chemical players have said, no, let's just combine this with more weed killer and we'll spray greater amounts and more so what they, <laughs> on our food. So what I, for what I understand, what they did was they said, okay, look, we're going to have to spray more, but it'll kill the plant. So I know, why don't we come up with a way to, that we can spray more and not kill the plant? That's part of the reason right. why they came up with this <laughs> GMO, genetically right? engineered right, right. around so us so they to... get spray more but on the outside they were saying hey we're going to come up with this thing that means you don't have to spray we're not going to spray at all because it's already in the plant and they'll kill the bug and the, the weeds and you don't have to spray in reality they're saying well we're doing it because that way we can spray more without killing the product yeah so well, it's, I mean, a, it's what manipulation seen... of the scientific record basically yeah but the data i mean it's even from our own USDA, the data shows very clearly that herbicide use has spiked, has increased uh, in line with the um, expansion of genetically engineered crops. So they can't they exactly. can't really fight that. In insecticide oh. use is a different story, um, but the herbicide use is, has grown dramatically. And That's herbicide tolerant crops are the most prominent type of genetically engineered crop. The crops that are out there in the world, there's 457 million acres roughly of genetically engineered crops that are planted every year. Most of those are not designed to be more healthy or be more nutritious or to yield nope. more or to do better in drought. They are designed with one thing in mind, and that is to be sprayed directly with herbicides, weed killer. Right. That's the point of it all. Right. Exactly. One of the things I tell people is that I wrote one of my uh, articles was there are good GMOs and bad GMOs. Trying to explain to people the difference between what a, a G genetically mod we, you and I are genetically modified organisms. We're not identical to our parents. Uh, and then, uh, so in, as a gardener, I'm constantly doing genetically modified organisms because I have a tomato. I grow a bunch of them. I'll pick that best tomato and I'll grow that one again and do the same thing. I would end up with the most amazing tomato you have, and that's a genetically modified organism. Those are okay. Genetically engineered organisms are the ones we have to be careful of. And then 
personally, I think that no a corporation should own the rights to the, the, the genetically engineered organism, uh, you know, a way of doing things. Because it should be open to the world sciences because a good, a good scientist will say, hey, we can grow, we can, we can modify this corn so that it'll be more nutritional, it'll grow in, in the heat, or you need less water, and you, you know, forget about adding the Roundup to it, any chemical to it, we can make it amazing corn, right, or any other thing. We can t benefit mankind, especially now, we you know, with, with the climate change, or you don't have that much time to, to grow through a series of corn that it could grow, keep up, you know, that's, it should be uh, uh, open to the scientists so that the, the world scientific world can use that for the benefit of mankind rather than benefit of one company. Well, Just yes, saying. and that, that sounds like a wonderful thing. Of course, that's never the way it's going to be. <laughs> no, it's not. Is uh, it? This is about money. This is not about uh, you know, feeding know. people or, or saving yeah. the planet. This is about, about money. And again, I mean, yeah. we are a capitalistic society, our, especially in the United States. You know, we worship wealth. We worship Wall Street. I mean, that's the way From we the set up our, right? our economy. Right. Right. And we way we've set up Washington, D.C., money talks. So, you know, it's really yeah. requires a pretty significant paradigm shift uh, if you want want this not to be all about money. Now, that said, individual choice, consumer demand, you know, how we spend the money in our pocketbooks does make a difference. A difference. Because, exactly right. You know, and food companies right now are aware that consumers have, have, you know, wakened up to the pesticide residues in their food problem, and they are starting to demand that farmers reduce pesticide use, become more sustainable. Uh, you're seeing that change happen little by little. You know, they've moved away from. You think so? Because I, I've been companies. doing this a long time, and I don't see that many more people really demanding change than than now before. Well, the food companies. I've I've been meeting with some of the food companies, and ha so have others that I work with, and. They are concerned. They saw what happened with GMOs. They saw the huge backlash and the spike in non-GMO food products that people love to buy. And they see the growth in the organic food sector. And they see this pesticide issue as the next wave of consumer backlash. And they're trying to get ahead of it to figure out how to source their grains and their other ingredients from growers who are either not using synthetic pesticides or are trying to reduce their use of synthetic pesticides. They're trying to get away from people. Some of the grain handling companies are telling farmers, we're not going to take your grain at all if you spray it with glyphosate right before you harvest it, which is what some farmers do. Uh, so, cool. you know, I mean, they're, they're catching on, but it does require consumers to make their voices heard in what they want. Here's, a, you know, you got, here's something interesting, too. There's another approach confuse the customer even more. I went to this one place. I'm not going to get the name of the store because we all know the name of the store, uh, you know, but it basically said, I'm looking at it and I said, everything here is grown to meet our rigid standards. It says, you know, uh, it's grown in, mm. we, we, we take, we made pride in taking care of the environment. It says uh, every key word up there, the word organic or certified core doesn't show up. Uh, and, and the bottom line is, it's fancy. It's best nutrition, right? Uh, our, our workers are kept happy. We we recycle. Okay, it seems really good, but you really look at the the packaging. You go, wait a minute, this is not organic. Uh, there's chemicals in here, uh, and but it has sustainable over there, or or says something close to that. Basically, not the same. 
you know, there's no certification for sustainability. They they could say we're sustainable and they could still be <laughs> using the chemicals, you know. Uh, and that's confusing. Right. To me, right. I'm looking at it and go, no, uh, it's, it's just a fancy way of saying we put our label on this because that's what they do. They put their label on this as a product of the store. Therefore, it's, uh, you know, they, they did that in the coffee. They do that everywhere in the store. And it's like, uh, it's just, and the people say, look, I'm buying this. It's, it's organic. I go, no, it's not. <laughs> Sorry. Right. Right. Yeah. Right? And, and, you know, the different companies are doing that. And you probably could go on the website and look at their sort of sustainability report yeah. and you could see what they are pledging to do or not do. I mean, you know, companies are trying, like I said, they're trying to figure this out. Uh, they, they haven't figured well, it out yet. Um, what does the EPA have to do with this? Where are they? Aren't they supposed to environmental protection agency or the FDA, the Food and Drug Administration? Are these people supposed to be saying, uh, or are they also just being run by the, the, might as well be run by the same companies is what I think, you know? Well, you certainly see in the documents pretty cozy relationships. You know, we see Monsanto sends the EPA talking points. You know, we've seen that. Um, we see that the FDA that is supposed to test, you know, foods every single year to look for pesticide residues. They never want to test for glyphosate. Uh, USDA is the same way. They they try to skip testing for glyphosate um, because, you know, even though it's the most yeah. widely used <laughs> pesticide, boy, they, you know, and... We've seen some. There was an FDA chemist that did do some limited glyphosate testing, look for glyphosate, and he found it in oatmeal. He found it in honey products. And, boy, the FDA doesn't want him to test anymore. And I've got internal memos where they talk about not wanting to, to do that. They don't want the public to know about what they're finding. I mean, it's so, yeah, I mean, they're supposed to be protecting us, but you see that they sure are worried about protecting the corporation at the same time. I think uh, uh, I don't know what to do because you you can't te- you can't trust you can't hire the fox to take care of the chicken coop. <laughs> That's probably and, and a good way to say, say it. Yeah, there you go. The, the chicken will say the chicken will say, "Well, what's that you're eating?" Uh, and it says, "I'm not eating. I'm, I'm not eating anything. What? What do you mean? I I, I got oh <laughs> nothing in my mouth. What? <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah." Yeah, and unfortunately, that's what it looks like. So what do we have to do about it? I mean, we have to do something because uh, the current administration says told the EPA, don't, as a matter of fact, they have less people, right, and less regulations to deal with now, to, right? Well, they, they certainly are trying to do that. They have, they've been cutting staff, cutting the budget. They're trying to basically, you know, lighten restrictions um, on pesticide companies. So... You know, it's very, it's not encouraging, it, but it's going to really require people, consumers, voters, you know, to who to are concerned involved. to let their representative know they're concerned. You know, you've got That's to make exactly your voice heard. That's exactly what it comes down to, right? We have to not only, uh, we have to get involved where, uh, where it counts. We have to vote these people out, vote people in that will stand up for the for helping the earth and cleaning up the earth and helping people live healthier lives. At, at this rate... Uh, like I said, you know, we're not going to be around too long because we're already, I mean, we have this climate change problem that we really should be dealing with right now, right? <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. saying? You know, we have this problem that we need to deal with, and it's not like we have 
uh, endless amount of time to deal with this because we have caused major problems to our to our, our our climate. I mean, this is a different issue than the toxicity we have in our environment or the, the what, what do they call that in the ocean with all the plastic is swirling around a couple of places, oh, you know, the, yeah. you know. Yeah, right? I don't know. And, That's depressing. <laughs> and yeah, and then we have the, you know, we already have issues with radiation. Let's build more nuclear power plants. It's besides the fact that we have no place to store the nuclear waste stuff. I mean, there's tons of stuff. All of them, by the way, have to do with the, you know, crossing these environmental boundaries. So we have already crossed them. So what are we saying? Like, you know, what's the guy, the scientist that speaks through his thrilled voice, uh, you know, he's saying we, we have to just leave the earth and go pollute another planet. Mm, yeah, right? that's terrible. Yeah, I guess so. Maybe that's what they're working on, right? Right. So people have to, what, so what, what do we need to do? What's the first thing that a person should do? Call up, you know, because you can't call anybody and say, are you, uh, what's your, uh, how, where do you stand on this? Uh, they'll basically lie to your face. No, and you don't, but what you can do is you can email their offices. You can call local and state and federal, you know, and have your position down there so that, because they do, they, they keep track of how many emails, how many phone calls, what people are saying. You might not like the response, but somewhere it registers. You know, and okay, what so, I've seen people do, what I've seen people do locally that's really working is getting together yeah. with neighbors or friends or others, going to like their local school board or their county offices and saying, we don't want this sprayed anymore in our parks. We don't want these pesticides around our children. You know, we or we don't want it in our neighborhood. Um, well, that's what we're that doing way. here in Malibu. Uh, yeah. Every time something happens, we go to the city hall, we get in the meeting, we say, excuse me, but you seriously have to keep using Roundup in our parks? And you seriously have to, right? Our latest issue was of all the poison that they're using, different baits, right? Are killing animals left and right. It killed that that poor uh, lion that used to live here, in, uh, you know, in the countryside from the from the oh. from the baits, the poison baits. Yeah, yeah, so, no, so it's a it's that. a terrible situation. I was just in Malibu. I just got home Thursday. It's a beautiful place. <laughs> Right, it is, and you know, it's a countryside area. It's a little village outside of LA, you know. But I think that people have the a, a unique. They're in a unique position. If if Martin Sheen goes to city hall and says, "I don't really like that," they're going to listen a little bit more than it's a stranger did, you know. So mm -hmm. and that's good. So that's good it's coming along, but it still uses tons of chemicals left and right that it, that seems to think it's okay. I think Roundup is still being used out there. Uh, you know, and the same thing with, I mean, in the parks, for example, you have to, it's very hard to stop these people from doing these things in a natural park. Yeah. You know? No, I mean, definitely, they, it's a hard road, and the only thing you can do is make choices that you feel are right for yourself, and if it's just limited to changing the kinds of foods that you eat, you know, and, and where you buy your foods, maybe that's all you do. Um, you know, maybe you go march in Washington. I mean, different people have different uh you know, limitations and different levels of, well, of engagement. Here's what um, I do. But it, it I all matters. For me, I, I realize everybody does what they can in a form that they can do. And this is what I I started a long time doing my radio show. I thought, okay, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to be yelling from here. I'm going to be right here. I'm going to be yelling. I'll be talking to people, getting people to come on the show and talk to them and, and then getting people to listen. Because that's, that's one way that I can help. If I can, somebody listen to the show and go, boy, I got it. I got it. Right. And that's what it's, to me, what it's all about. That's one reason why, you know, you are always welcome on my show here. I would love to have, 
you know, your experience and your knowledge is very, very uh, rare. And, and anytime you want to come on and talk about an issue that you want to talk about, or people have questions for you, or if you want to go over more, uh, I wanted to have you on as a regular. I don't know if you're into that kind of stuff. Oh, but, great. You, know, yeah. you can do your own little <laughs> You could do your own thing. I'll give you like a show. It's just up to you what it is that you want to to get across to people because uh, uh, I mean, I, I know that well, I bought the I bought my book as acres at acres on acres USA. I'm pretty sure you can get it go walk walk it to any bookstore and ask for it right uh, whitewash, right? Yeah, uh, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, both online, Barnes & Noble bookstores, independent bookstores. You can order it through Island Press, which is my publisher. But, yeah, I mean, Amazon is usually where a lot of people go if, unless you boycott Amazon. Um, <laughs> but, I love this chapter uh, you know. Wheat Killer for Breakfast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, and we have Wheat Killer what? for Breakfast. We have a Wheat Killer for lunch and for dinner, too, you know. And for dinner. It's the book that Monsanto doesn't want you to read. Uh, that seems to be yeah, something that gets people. <laughs> that's a good way to that's a, you, you should have put that in the title. The book Monsanto doesn't want you to read. Well, you know, I it, it it's not a book of I, when I started writing the book, I said this is not going to be a book about condemning Monsanto. Um, good. And I didn't feel yeah, that you don't it was. Fight them. But then when you get to the end of the book and you've read everything that's gone on and you see all the documents and you see all the kind of corruption and collusion and the hiding and the secrecy, it, 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 it's it a bad book about Monsanto. Yeah, I mean, they have done some bad things. And But it's not, yeah. as I said again, it's not just Monsanto. This is the way the chemical industry works to make money. Um, Listen, I have a, have a question. So 2,4-D, right? You know what that is? Right, right. Okay, so... Didn't they sell the technology, Monsanto, to this, or uh, license it to this other company so they can now do the 2,4-D, or, 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 you know, and other companies are going to be following too. Am I wrong? Well, 2,4-D is a really old weed killer, right? It's a, It's been around longer than yeah. glyphosate. It's been around. It was a component of Agent Orange, uh, the defoliant right, um, right, that was used right. in, in the war. So. It's been around a long time. It's considered more dangerous um, in many respects than is glyphosate. Uh, it's a, rated a possible human carcinogen by IARC. Uh, but what's happened is because of the glyphosate-resistant weeds, they are now they've now developed these genetically engineered crops, and that's probably what you're talking about uh, with the genetic exactly right. that re resists both glyphosate and 2,4-D. So they're spraying glyphosate and 2,4-D on top of these new genetically engineered crops, and our FDA said in these internal documents uh, that they are expecting a hundred-fold increase in the amount of 2,4-D uh, usage on food. And right. so they really right. need to be monitoring the residues of the pesticide. Right. And their logic is that it's totally safe if it's already in the gene. That's why that's why it's safe to use the Roundup, because it's in the gene. It's not going to hurt you. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> There are a lot of people who disagree. Um, exactly right. You know, I mean, I've disagreed all along. I said, well, have you tried it for 10 years? Why don't you eat this stuff for 10 years and study people and see what happens? You know, right. they did I, 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 they did a study on uh, rice, genetic modified rice on kids, and they cut stopped the study because the, the, the kids who were actually taking it were having all kinds of problems. And that's why the reason why Japan was one of the first people to uh, ban it. First country yeah. to abandon. 
Yeah, there are, there are a whole host of um, concerns with both genetically engineered crops and the pesticides that are used on on them. That's for sure. Well, this 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 is a you know something that I'm going to just sort of uh, use it as more and more reference. Uh, I, my new book is coming out, so it's a little too late. Maybe I might put it in the very end there, you know, because I've just had the chance to maybe slide something in there. And, mentioned the books this is something else you gotta read but i want to go over more with you some some more and um if you think about it you want to be back on against this let me know and i'll be happy to to go over a particular chapter or a particular thing that you want to get across or if you want to do like a news flash this is what's going on now or news flash i have to go hide in turkey because they're after me you know that kind of stuff Right. right. Well, one one thing okay. I would I would say or encourage uh, people follow me on Twitter if you want to at CarrieGillum.com. I post new documents up there. I posted some new ones today and news. You guys have a big hearing coming up in California, March fifth. I'll be out there that whole week for the hearing. It's um to look at the research in you know under sworn testimony in a court of law by a federal judge overseeing it to look at sworn testimony about the research about uh, glyphosate and cancer. Um, okay, so why don't you uh, 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 t- uh, report on it? Because well, we, I will be. We should get yeah. you back on the yeah. show and you can tell me what happened. Yeah, that'll. Yeah, I mean that's something to think about. That's a big, a big deal and a big hearing coming up out okay. in California. Okay. Thank you for being on. Okay. Thank you for having me. No problem. You will. Be, I know you'll be back on again. <laughs> it's fun. Fun to talk to you. Okay. All right. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye now. Okay, everybody. So this is Andy Lopez. You're listening to Don't Panic, It's Organic. Uh, a few things before uh, we go. I, I go. Uh, I'm trying to get my music back up, but the the, the TV was to, must be sleeping. There you go. Come back on. So uh, uh, my new book is coming out soon, uh, a couple of weeks. And uh, it's called Don't Panic, It's Organic. Uh, it's going to have some really cool, amazing artwork on it uh, by, uh, by Cindy Berry, my daughter-in-law. Uh, so it's uh, you can get it through my website, but you you will be able to get it almost everywhere. Uh, I have my uh, my books, uh, my uh, music, uh, this, this stuff here. Oh, it's quiet now. Oh, look, it's made there. Okay, music. That's up. All right, you can stop now. All right. <laughs> it's called Inner Gardening. Uh, it's now, I have, I'm have i starting to sell it on iTunes, uh, Spotify, Amazon. Um, you, you name the place. Any place that you buy music online, you'll probably see it there. It's just type uh, Invisible Gardener and check it out. I have one album up already called Alien Skies. I'm, I'm, I have over 30 or 40 albums. <laughs> uh, and so eventually I'll get them all up there. 99 cents each. And the, I think the album's $1.99, something like that. <clears throat> so check them out. Invis- you know what? You can type in Invisible Gardener to spell Gardener right, right? You won't, otherwise, you won't find it. Um, stop by InvisibleGardener.com. Check out my blog. I have a TV show. Uh, of course, the inner gardening music is up there. If you really need, if you need any help on gardening, I tell people I don't do marital uh, problems, but I'll, I'll give it a shot. <laughs> uh, uh, you, uh, so you can, the different ways, you can contact me here through the radio show. You can send email to Andy Lopez at invisiblegardener.com. 
You, you're welcome. Always welcome to join. Membership is only $20 a lifetime. Right now, up until February 28th, so by the next show, it'll be over with, I have 50% discount. So, yeah, membership is $20. You only get it for 10 If you want to get my ebook, it's $10. You get it for 5 and so forth, okay? And so uh, the uh, the grower's kit, normally 100 bucks, you get it for 50 So you got four days left. Uh, also, we have a contest. It's going to be over with soon, so you need to go up to invisiblegardener.com. Click on uh, sign up for the newsletter. You'll see one of the boxes. It'll say contest. Make sure you click on that one. And click on the radio show if you want to get information on the radio show. And then instant winner. You'll win a lifetime membership for free. Up, it's, it'll be over with by the end of February. So let me play this music for you. And I think Mr. Engineer said that normally I may have some time afterwards. I'm not really sure now. But it looks like I, I'm going to play this anyway. So you see, I, I wrote, you, know, you might find this interesting. So I uh, I did a country music. <laughs> yeah, here you go. My first country music. Okay, everybody, this is Andy Lopez. You're listening to Don't Panic, It's Organic. We'll be on again next week. Same time, same place. Take care now. Um, I think Mr. Engineer might be around here somewhere, but I don't see him. So if there's, if there's silence, oh, there he is. He, he's got it. No, I have to go now. I do. I do have to go now. I have a rose pruning crew waiting for me outside. <laughs> I volunteer my time today. Bye. for listening to Don't Panic, It's Organic. See you next Saturday. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. 
No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.